0: I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, we've got the December movie preview. Plus, I'm Jeff Braun. We'll also review a very fun new movie, Knives Out. And it's time to go back to Middle Earth, because Cineplex is re-releasing Lord of the Rings, just in time for the holidays.
1: This summer, yeah.
0: get ready to laugh out loud. Oh, <laughs> and prepare for one wild adventure. There's no chance of death or anything, right? Oh, oh, that's awesome.
1: Playmobil, the movie. Let's kick off the
0: December movie preview by looking at what's new this weekend, starting with Playmobil, the movie, based on the toys that have been around since 1974. And as you may have noticed in that clip, it said this summer. This movie was originally supposed to open in January, then April, then August, and now finally December. In this movie, Marla's younger brother disappears into the animated world of Playmobil, so she has to go in and get him, grow as a person, become a hero, Etc. It's getting mostly bad reviews, with Rotten Tomatoes summarizing as follows. Much like the toys it advertises, Playmobil the movie seems sadly destined to be regarded as a superficially similar, yet less desirable alternative to the competition.
1: Ouch. Yeah. Also new this weekend, Mark Ruffalo plays a lawyer who grows a conscience in dark waters. What happened? They're going to fight every claim thousands of claims, people, sick people, they'll give up. The system is rigged. They want us to think it'll protect us, but that's a lie. We protect us, we do. I am a corporate attorney. I defend chemical companies. Now you can defend me. This farm is like a graveyard. Something's very wrong. You need to tell me what is going on. That chemical. What if you drink it? That's like saying, what if I swallowed a tire?
0: Our government is captive to DuPont. You are scaring me to death. These companies, they have all the power and they'll use it. I know I was one of them. <laughs>
1: rain is a form of dark water. That's why that's plain. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> Dark Water is based on a true story about a chemical company poisoning the land and making people sick. It's a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Looks like a good one if you're in the mood for a sad legal movie. I don't know if the holiday season's the time of year. I'm into that sort of thing, so I might wait on this one, Brad. Yeah,
0: sounds kind of like a drag.
1: Yeah. New on Netflix right now, a potential major Oscar contender from Noah Baumbach, Scarlett Johansson and Kylo Ren stars a couple getting divorced. Speaking of happy stories, in a movie called I've seen several critics say it'll be one of the frontrunners for Best Picture this year, with Adam Driver, a contender for Best Actor.
0: You know, most people in my business, you're just transactions to them. I like to think of you as people.
1: Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you remind me of myself on my second marriage.
0: together is telling your story. Did
1: you dye your hair again?
0: No, this is me. You don't like
1: it? Is it shorter? I prefer it longer, but... Merit Story also stars Merit Weaver, Laura Dern, Alan Alda, Julie Haggerty, and Ray Liotta. I realized I didn't really come alive for myself. I was just feeding his aliveness. I'll never get to really be his parent again. He needs to know that I fought for him. It's not as simple as not being in love anymore. Eventually, it will be the two of you having to figure this out. Together.
0: If we start from a place of reasonable, and they start from a place of crazy, when we settle, we'll be somewhere between reasonable and crazy. Moving on to December 13th, Friday, December 13th, this should be a big one, Jumanji, The Next Level.
1: I think he went back in. We gotta go get him. Are you out of your mind? We haven't even picked our guys yet. Oh, I just this part. All right. You know something? Huh? Spencer. Huh? What? Who are you? Oh, my God. You're Spencer's grandfather. Are we in Florida? And you? Milo Walker. Did I die and turn into some kind of a small, muscular Boy Scout? Are we dead? Bethany? No, no, no! Fridge?
0: I'm the old fat dude. This can't be happening!
1: My hip sure feels good now.
0: Look at my thighs. Look at your thighs. Look at my thighs. OK, we have some issues here. This is the third Jumanji film. The first one with Robin Williams opened back in 1995. Then 22 years later in 2017, we got a sequel, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And it was a huge hit, earning over $400 million domestic and $962 million worldwide. That 2017 movie starred Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Karen Gillan as video game avatars for a foursome of teenagers who get sucked into this nefarious video game that basically wants to... To kill them. Now, one of them has gone back into the game, and the others have to go back in to help him. Although, as you heard in that clip, not all the others, because the avatars for The Rock and Kevin Hart are now inhabited by Danny DeVito and Danny Glover, and we actually don't know where Spencer went. Welcome to the Jungle is a blast. This looks like a fu- ton of fun, too.
1: Welcome to Jumunji. You guys! Bethany? We're back! This time, not all of you will leave the game alive.
0: What? No way. This December.
1: The game is busted. What the hell, man? The game. Do it, Let's go! go. Strikes back.
0: We're not going to make it. We're going to make it. I don't think we're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're not going to make it.
1: Jumanji: the next level. Also on the 13th, Clint Eastwood refuses to get too old for this stuff. He's directed a new movie called Richard Jewell. All right, Richard.
0: This might be the only way to clear your name. Say there's a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. My son is not the bomber. He saved people's
1: lives. I do want to help you There There is a bomb in Centennial Park. You have 30 minutes. The
0: FBI is looking
1: at Richard Jewell. This kid's getting railroaded. I think your client is guilty as hell. You going to start fighting back? Richard Jewell, a Clint Eastwood film, rated R. Based on the true story of the 1996 Atlanta bombings at the Olympics, Richard Jewell was a security guard at Olympic Park during the games and discovered the bomb, getting people to safety before it exploded. But the following investigation and media scrutiny painted him as a prime suspect. And this movie looks at all of that. Clint Eastwood has had a few stinkers in recent years, but bounced back a bit last year with The Mule, which featured him in a fun performance. I'd say it was his last performance, but I've said that several times about Clint Eastwood and he keeps showing up again. But he's not in this one. Jewel is played by Paul Walter Hauser, a name you probably don't recognize, but you might recognize his face. He's been in a lot of things. He had a very fun time in an episode of Kimmy Schmidt earlier this year. Movie also stars Kathy Bates, Sam Rockwell, and John Hamm.
0: If family-friendly fun or based on true story dramas aren't your thing, perhaps a remake of a classic holiday slasher. And that's apt for a Friday the 13th. It's Black Christmas...
1: There's someone in the house.
0: Who would do something like this? We can make a list of all the men who want to kill us, or we could fight. Black Christmas. Rated PG 13. PG-13, come on. This is the second time Black Christmas has been remade. The first one in 2006 takes place at a college fraternity with a bad guy on the loose, racking up bodies along the way. But whomever the killer is, he's about to discover that this generation's young women aren't about to be anybody's
1: victims. Also on the 13th, a new film from Terrence Malick called A Hidden Life, set in Germany at the beginning of World War II. Remember the day when we first met? I remember that motorcycle, my best dress, you looked at me and I knew how simple life was (laughs) then. innocent people, raiding other countries, preying on the weak. If our leaders, if they're evil, what does one do? There are a lot of bummer movies coming out for Just in Time for Christmas for some reason. No kidding. My God. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that a movie about a German questioning his government as things take a dark turn is coming out now in America. However, it's not a fictional story made up to be a direct surrogate for modern times. It's actually based on the true story of a conscientious objector. And the trailer shows a lot of gorgeous cinematography, a staple of Terrence Malick films. But again, yeah, looks like a downer. Well, this next one that we're about to tell you about is
0: sure to bring you up. The saga concludes. Next, you're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett, he's Jeff, we are The Couch Potatoes. We're doing our December movie preview, and we are on to Thursday, December 19th. It's an instinct. A feeling. The Force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight
1: if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. But I do.
0: The saga is set to conclude with Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Long have I waited. What's uh-huh.
0: It is a journey that began a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, back in 1977, with what was simply called Star Wars. That was episode four, A New Hope. Then we had the two more movies, Empire and Jedi, then the first three episodes, which are largely frowned upon, the prequels. And then in 2015, The Force Awakens, episode seven. 2017, The Last Jedi, and now we are set to witness the rise of Skywalker. Whatever that means, everyone's trying to figure out what does that mean? Who, Which Skywalker is rising? Is it Anakin? We do know there are Star Destroyers oh plenty, and Emperor Palpatine is set to re-emerge. Did he die? Was he cloned? I don't know. We'll find out on the 19th, as something's going on with C-3PO. What, uh... What are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one
1: last look, sir
0: my friends. C-3PO has a bunch of wires hooked up to the back of his head. In a previous trailer, there was a shot of him with red eyes, so I'm guessing they have to wipe his memory, or tap into his memory banks to maybe find something that's hidden in there? I don't know. Classic Star Wars trailers, they show us a lot, but not really. Which is good, because I don't really want to know the whole story going in, and it just looks so exciting. And I just love what they do with a the theme in this trailer. I cannot wait until the 19th.
1: the knee of a Jedi. If Star Wars is sold out, no worries. On the 20th, it's the movie whose trailer baffled millions. It's cats? Tonight, I choose the cat that deserves another life.
0: So they can be who they've always dreamed of being.
1: <laughs> Here we go! Yeah! I am quite obviously the best. <laughs> it's a magical night. That's what I say to you, (laughs) let's try again, shall we?
0: cats in cinemas December 20th.
1: Well, why does that guy have an accent at the end telling us when it's coming to cinemas? I don't know. Because it's uh, big as a cinem- British commercial?
0: Yeah, they say cinemas across the pod. Oh, yeah. all right.
1: So I rolled on the wrong commercial. Is, what? Is that I what the that Broadway me? plays about? Choosing the cats that get the liver die. It's creepy. People were unsettled by the CGI in the trailer for this. human CGI'd with cat fur and features but still walking down look like people. It looks super weird. I'll be interesting to see if it's a big hit or not. I forgot to say who was in it. We heard James, Dame Jude dench in the clip i know taylor swift is in it i know uh one of the american idols the good one she's in it carrie underwood no no the one that's like won an oscar kelly oh uh oh jennifer hudson jennifer hudson's in it yeah so it's got an all-star cast but it looks really weird it, it's it's been a it, go on the internet there's lots of fun things written about it already. okay it's not right even on. Up. also on the 20th sexism is rampant at fox news in bombshell okay
0: quiet on the set
1: broadcast television is the most competitive industry on earth
0: for a network to stay on 24 hours a day you need something
1: to hold an audience we need you in a shorter dress there's a reason for clear desks i want to convince you that i belong on air mr ailes i could pluck you out and move you to the front of the line but i need to know that you're loyal I need you to find a way to prove it. It's based on the true story of the Fox News scandal involving the boss Roger Ailes and the toxic workplace he presided over. Movie stars Charlize Theron, Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, and John Lithgow as Ailes. Charlize plays Megan Kelly, and they did some looper makeup job on her to make Charlize look like Megan. I think they did a special job on Lithgow as well to make him look really hefty. Looks good, although like Dark Waters and a lot of these other ones, it looks like it'll be pretty upsetting and a bit of a bummer.
0: Hooray! Another bummer of a movie. (laughs) Good lord. Still to come in the December movie preview, The Fresh Prince teams up with Spider-Man. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes.
1: Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We're going to conclude our December movie preview right now and gathering some awards buzz on the 20th. One more movie. Netflix has a movie called The Two Popes. There's a saying... God always corrects one pop by presenting the world with another pop. I should. I'd like to see my correction.
0: Cuando tenga la tierra.
1: Reform needs a politician. The most important qualification for any leader is not wanting to be leader. It's not me
0: who needs to be satisfied. It's 1.2 billion believers.
1: Anthony Hopkins plays Pope Benedict while Jonathan Price plays the future Pope Francis, and they try to navigate their way through complicated papal times. Again, this one on Netflix, so everyone can watch it over the holidays.
0: <laughs> wow. This sounds like great holiday fun. <laughs> It's like five movies. I I guess. (laughs) Wow, these a lot of these movies are kind of they're very very serious. Yeah. Um, On Christmas Day, Spider-Man teams up with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air in the animated film *Spies in Disguise*. When our world is threatened, none of our agents can get close to him. A new kind of hero. Here we go takes flight. It worked. I can see my butt and your face at the same time. This Christmas, being
1: a pigeon can make you an even better spy.
0: Time to fly.
1: Nope. Have some dignity. Why am I eating food over the ground? Why does it taste amazing? Spies in disguise. Science rocks.
0: Will Smith is the voice of an elite spy who accidentally transforms into a pigeon. Tom Holland is the guy who plays Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He plays the scientist who created the experimental procedure called biodynamic concealment. So now Smith has to save the world as a pigeon. It looks fun. Also on Christmas Day,
1: it's Little Women. I'm working on a novel. It is a story of my life and my sisters. Make it short and spicy. And if the main character is a girl, make
0: sure she's married by the end.
1: Ow, Every Joe! Second. I want to be an artist in Rome and be the best painter in the world. That's what you want too, isn't it, Joe, to be a famous writer? Yes, but it sounds so crass when she says... I My girls have a way of getting into mischief.
0: Well, so do I. This is Meg, Amy, Beth, and (laughs) Joe.
1: I intend to make my own way in the world. No one makes their own way. Least of all a woman. You'll need to marry well you are not married, aren't Well, me? that's because I'm rich. Saoirse Ronan stars in this latest retelling of Louisa May Alcott's classic novel. There are many tellings of it. This newest movie is from Get a, uh, Greta Gerwig, who teamed up with Ronan before. They made Lady Bird in 2017, one of my favorite movies of recent years. Ronan plays Joe, one of the four sisters in Little Women. Timothy Chalamet plays Laurie, the dude who's in love with her. The movie also stars Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, Laura Dern, and Meryl Streep. I've never seen any of the versions nor have I read the book, so I think it'll be neat to go and fresh on this one.
0: All right, that concludes our December movie preview. And now, hey, we both saw the same movie this week. It's called Knives Out. I know he didn't commit suicide. So look me in the eye and tell me what happened to my grandfather. Critics are raving. Knives Out is one of the best movies of the year. You think one of us killed him? It's an ingeniously creative murder mystery. I have
1: eliminated no suspects. You know something. Spill it. And hugely satisfying with a modern twist. No, stay there! Oh, my God.
0: I gotta do this more often out. Rated PG-13.
1: Good title. Written and directed by Ryan Johnson, starring Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, and Christopher Plummer. And as you heard in the clip, it's a murder mystery. And as you heard in the clip, we really should do these more often. The movie's a success. Murder on the Orient Express was a success two years ago. Adam Sandler had a pretty good one on Netflix earlier this year. Maybe we will start getting more fun mystery movies. The story, not really what I I expected as much as it was what I expected. It's set up like a standard Agatha Christie story. A bunch of people in a big house, someone dies, everyone's a suspect. I was surprised how quickly the story turned an unexpected corner and just the way the story revealed itself back and forth in time, different perspectives, good red herrings, good reveals, good twists, a well-plotted mystery story, sort of a level above what I was expecting in complexity, but it also isn't confusing. You can sit back and relax. you got to pay attention, of course, but don't fret if you can't remember everyone's name right away. It'll will be okay. Uh, you really can't get into any particulars about it because stuff that happens really early on would be a bit of a spoiler, I thought, anyways. The performances, everyone does a good job from top to bottom. Even though there's a host full of people, some of the performances were more minor than I thought they'd be. Like, characters did, didn't figure into it much at all, even though they were there. But whatever, everyone can't be a big deal. It gets too unwieldy if you do that. So some of the highlights, I thought, were uh, Don Johnson. He plays a bit of a jerk, which he's good at. He's having a pretty good year with this on Watchmen. I also only watched Tink Cup for the first time this year So I've seen a lot of Don Johnson lately I think he must have been unfairly maligned By that old Hollywood thing where TV actors Couldn't get into big movies uh, That line's all been erased now But I think after Miami Vice It was probably still there quite a bit And a hard leap to make so he's stuck in crappy movies And he did Nash Bridges which had a nice run but it, So it's not like he's not been working But it feels like we missed out on some fun Don Johnson performances over the years Credit to Tarantino for putting him In Django Unchained a few years back Anna de Armes is easily the least famous of the characters. Uh, she plays uh, Marta, the housekeeper, or the nurse. Uh, it's a crucial role, though, and she's very well cast. The fact she's not famous probably plays her advantage in this. Weirdly enough, she's going to be a Bond girl in next year's No Time to Die so she'll see more Daniel Craig. Lakeith Stanfield and Noah Segan as the police officers I thought were great comic relief filling the necessary role of police who think something's a clear-cut case of whatever when it might not be. I think Segan must be Ryan Johnson's friend. I looked at his imdb he's in all the ryan johnson movies he also played a firefighter in breaking bad so and there were firefighters in that ozymandias episode which johnson directed so he's probably there chris evans is great he's not super amazing or anything but i just the whole time i was like oh what a great career move to play a a jerk he plays like the the snotty entitled grandson after all those turns as you know boy scout captain america it's nice to see him play sort of a bad guy like that uh and he's good at it hopefully it'll go some way into keeping him from being typecast and daniel craig saving the best for last he's just phenomenal I thought like Chris Evans he plays a very different guy than we usually see he's not James Bond he's much funnier he's much more expressive and he chews on this delicious southern accent all the way through the movie I don't know who I, whose idea that was but I thought it was brilliant and he gives a speech about donuts in the movie that almost made me choke on my popcorn I laughed so hard all in all I, I know we have to be cagey about it but the big takeaway I thought was it's just a lot of fun you will enjoy your trip to the movies if you go see Knives Out it earns its twists and turns and you can tell they spent a lot of time plotting it out it's very very, very satisfying and riotously funny at times. Four and a half couch cushions out of five for Knives Out.
0: I did not quite like this movie as much as you did, but I think that might be a comment more on what is wrong with me as <laughs> opposed to the movies. Because again, my, my one gripe with this is that it felt too long. And it, what was the, the length of this? I don't even think this was more than two hours. It was uh, right around was two, two hours, h- I hang think. Hang on. Knives Out. Movie length. So it's two hours and ten minutes. Oh, is it? So, But it, it, just, it felt longer to me. But maybe that's because I'm just not used to sitting still for two hours. <laughs> because I, that's always my complaint. Movies too long, movies too long. But I think that also, I really, really loved the first... Half of this movie, the first hour or so, because it was just, it was so light and it was so fun and it, yeah. the music it was so overbearing and in your face. And I thought it fit perfectly because this was clearly sort of a tribute to the murder mystery of old. They were having some fun with the, the various tropes of the murder mystery. Wonderful cast. Awesome set, you know this big old mansion that was just cluttered, full of clutter. It just looked so cool, looked like a fun place to live, a fun place to visit. And then the second half, it it got darker, and not that I have a problem with it getting darker I think it just it went in a direction that I wasn't quite expecting so I think maybe on a upon a repeat viewing I might like it more hmm. I also went to see it on a Friday night and usually that's when I get tired and sleepy and cranky oh so.
1: that makes I went on a Monday afternoon when I was fresh of uh, full of uh, vim and vigor
0: yeah not to make it sound like I'm an old man or anything but no, you know, that's I get right. up for work at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning yeah Friday
1: night is not a, I don't like watching new movies on Friday night <laughs>
0: yeah so but I, I still liked it I think I, I just didn't love it as much as I was expecting. Maybe my expectations were also too high as well because the reviews were just so glowing. So I was so anxious and excited to see something fresh, something original. And this was fresh and original. It just didn't quite stick the landing as well for me. But it was still a very fun ride, and uh, as you pointed out, Daniel Craig was just tremendous in that role. So I would give it four couch cushions out of five. Boom, there you go. But uh, stick with Jeff's review, because my buddy that I went with, he also loved it. Mine too. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm uh, clearly outnumbered here. I liked it, didn't love it. The the other three, they loved it. Hey, up next, we're going to tell you about another movie that Jeff went to see, and I'm going to tell you about the three big movies coming back to theaters. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes.
1: Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes, I'm Jeff, he's Brett. Another movie to review quickly here, because it still may be playing at a theater near you, it's Jojo Rabbit. Oh, Oh, God. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, I know, it's definitely not a good time to be a Nazi. Jojo Rabbit's directed by Taika Waititi and stars a bunch of kids. Scarlett Johansson, Sam Rockwell, Stephen Merchant, and Taika Waititi as Hitler. The poster says right on it, it's an anti-hate satire. Not a lot of movies will just spell that out for you, their intentions like that, but when you do have a character who's a kid's imaginary friend, and it's Hitler, and he's comic relief, well you have some explaining to do. It's one of these things that raises eyebrows on paper but then when you watch it, it does make a lot of sense. The story's about a little boy, he goes by Jojo, who lives in Nazi Germany in World War II. Since he's exposed to all the propaganda, he idolizes Hitler and he wants to join the army when he grows up. He's in this little cadet program where they learn survival skills, along with some Nazi-type activities like burning books. And the mixture of the propaganda been exposed to and the general nature of children he and his friends have some pretty wild ideas about jewish people actually all the nazis portrayed in the film have crazy ideas about jewish people the joke being that the nazis are stupid and they are portrayed as silly ridiculous people especially hitler It's that philosophy of laughing at bad people to take away their power. The story is also set in a German city, not on the front lines, not at a concentration camp, not in sort of the sacred places where it would be much more difficult to justify jokes. That's not to say there aren't any victims in this movie. The plot involves Jojo's mom hiding a teenage girl, Jewish girl, in their home, and Jojo trying to figure out if he should turn them into the Gestapo. So there's some pretty significant stakes for everyone involved. It's very funny. It's very clever. It's also very sweet and poignant at times. The movie hinges on Jojo, the little kid, and they found the right kid for this. His name is Roman Griffin Davis, and he's got sort of the right face and voice. I think all the kids in this movie have British accents for no particular reason, but it sort of sweetens the intrinsically heavy material. It's just this perfectly calibrated movie, which it has to be. If you're not one to even entertain the idea that humor can be found in dark places, don't watch it. If you are open to something unique, original, and very entertaining, I would say definitely check it out. Four couch cushions out of five for Jojo rabbit again it's been out for several weeks already so it may or may not still be playing at a theater near you all right here's a quick look at what is coming to home video this week hello you made an oath if it ever comes back we'll come back too take it it kills monsters if you believe it does kill this clown
0: Eight, chapter 2 That is coming to Blu-ray, DVD, and On Demand. It's Chapter 2. Warner Brothers sent us a copy of the Blu-ray. Thank you very much, Warners. Also out, Blu-ray, DVD, and On Demand. Hustlers, that's that Jennifer Lopez movie where she plays a stripper. And then, it took me a second to figure out because (laughs) you have it listed uh, just uh, with its initials. So it looks like Wati, but that's uh, O-U-A-T-I-H. Once
1: upon a time in Hollywood. (laughs) Finally on Blu-ray, DVD, they did not send me a copy of that, but I'll be buying my own. It's pretty great, in case you haven't heard. I would say check it out. And on Digital HD on Tuesday, Renée Zellweger plays Judy Garland in Judy. All right. learn some exciting news
0: from Cineplex this week. <laughs> and they're marketing this as an alternative holiday tradition. Because I think for many, this is a tradition. It's usually in December, for example, when I decide to rewatch these movies because they were all originally released in December. Cineplex is bringing back Lord of the Rings. One
1: ring. One ring to find them One ring to bring them all and in the darkness
0: fight them. it's part of the flashback film series they're always showing old movies i a uh, few months back went to see the matrix nice. at the movie theater so starting december 20th you can see the fellowship of the ring Starting December 27th, you can see The Two Towers. And starting January 3rd, you can see Return of the King. And each movie will run for a couple of weeks. Like, I think, for example, The Fellowship of the Ring plays December 20th, December 26th, and January 4th. And here's the bonus. They're showing the extended versions on the big screen. I am curious to know if they'll have intermissions, because (laughs) Fellowship clocks in at 3 hours 48 minutes. The, extended. Yeah, the extended. The Two Towers, 3 hours 55 minutes, and Return of the King is a whopping 4 hours and 23 minutes. And I'll tell you what, I, I can sit for a long time, I can generally make it through a movie without having to get up to go to the bathroom or whatever, but no way for these three... Mo- like, even when I saw Return of the King the first time, because... Yep. I think the first two movies theatrically were like around three hours. Yep. But that third one was three hours, 45 minutes. And by the end, I
1: just, I wanted the movie to end so badly. And they kept, they had like seven false endings. That spider showed up, and I was like, screw it. I'm going to the bathroom because I got to go now because it's only getting good from here on out. Well, and you don't like scary things anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know what's happened. So you can take a bathroom break and you're not. You know what you're missing. You know what I mean? I know, but I don't want to miss any of
0: the action. It's back (laughs) on the big screen. I mean, I really want to do this. It's been a couple of years since I've watched these movies. I mean, I've watched them probably 20 or 30 times, but it's been a while. And I was just, honestly, just this week feeling the itch to pull out those Blu-rays. That's awesome. When lo and behold, I saw the email from Cineplex. So I would love to see these again
1: on a big screen. I watch them again earlier this year, a few mo- like in the summer it must have been. So yeah. I've recently seen them. I, I, I like the idea of it being a holiday tradition. Usually every Christmas seasonish, when I, I, if I go to visit my parents and before they had Netflix, they didn't have a lot of options, and I'd always watch the Star Wars trilogy. I just bring my Blu-rays. Really? Yep. So every so I do it now. We've, usually at home, i just sometime in December I'll watch the original Star Wars trilogy. So coming up in the coming weeks, it's not just the end of the year, but it's the
0: end of a decade. So next week on. the couch potatoes we are going to count down our favorite films of the decade the week after that we're going to press pause
1: bit. nor bit no, no sorry there it is
0: <laughs> was that this decade i don't or think the last so. decade? i don't know
1: who cares <laughs> and
0: then we're going to press <laughs> pause in the decade stuff because the following week we have to review the rise of oh skywalker my. and then on the last show of the year will be our favorite tv shows of the decade i'm brett he's jeff we are the couch potatoes remember if it requires getting up off the couch don't bother